This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mack Weldon and by Caviar. So if you're the FBI or any of the numerous international equivalents to the FBI throughout the world, a big part of your job is taking down large criminal enterprises, organized crime syndicates that are doing drug smuggling, money laundering, human trafficking, gun running, and lots and lots of murder. Mm -hmm. And taking down criminal enterprises can be a pretty long and tedious process because professional criminals are often quite good at covering their tracks and making themselves hard to prosecute or even identify. It can take years to work an investigation up from the little fish to the big fish that you're really after. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really not as fun as it is in the movies, guys. But sometimes investigators catch a big break and holy shit did the FBI and its counterparts in a ton of different countries catch one hell of a big break. Now, this week, Operation Trojan Shield was revealed. And the short explanation of what Operation Trojan Shield was is that an encrypted messaging platform popular with criminals around the world was revealed to have been literally developed by and for the FBI. It's a classic honeypot. Uh, instead of just chasing criminals around, you, you just got to trick them into coming to you. Now, in this case, that means making criminals think that they're using a foolproof method for avoiding surveillance, when in fact, the exact opposite is the case. Now, after years of dealing with the headache of criminals using encrypted communication tools, they just went ahead and made their own, and then managed to get criminals to actually use it. It's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, this all started back in 2018, when the FBI went after a company called Phantom Secure that was knowingly selling encrypted hardened mobile devices exclusively to criminals. Because who else would be willing to pay $2,000 for a phone that can't make phone calls or browse the internet and can only communicate with other similar devices from the same company and only via text? The only people that would want that for that price point are criminals. Mm -hmm. So after Phantom Secure's CEO, Vincent Ramos, was arrested, one of his associates, who was also facing a bit of trouble, uh, decided to cooperate. Now let's read from this week's court records. After Ramos was arrested, San Diego FBI agents recruited a confidential human source, or CHS, who had been developing the next-generation encrypted communications product, poised to compete for market share against established hardened encrypted device competitors. At the time, the void created by Phantom Secure's dismantlement provided a new opportunity for criminal users to switch to a new, secure brand of device. The CHS previously distributed both Phantom Secure and Sky Global devices to TCOs, or transnational criminal organizations, and had invested a substantial amount of money into the development of a new hardened encrypted device. The CHS offered this next-generation device, named ANOM, to the FBI to use in ongoing and new investigations. The CHS also agreed to offer to distribute ANOM devices to some of the CHS's existing network of distributors of encrypted communication devices, all of whom have direct links to TCOs. Here's some more. No. The FBI opened a new covert investigation, Operation Trojan Shield, which centered on exploiting ANOM by inserting it into criminal networks and working with international partners, including the Australian Federal Police, or AFP, to monitor the communications. Before the device could be put to use, however, the FBI, AFP, and the CHS built a master key into the existing encryption system, which surreptitiously attaches to each message and enables law enforcement to decrypt and store the message as it is transmitted. A user of ANOM is unaware of this capability. 
by design as part of the Trojan Shield investigation for devices located outside the United States. An encrypted BCC of the message is routed to an iBot server located outside of the United States where it is decrypted from the CHS's encryption code and then immediately re-encrypted with FBI encryption code. The newly encrypted message then passes to a second FBI-owned iBot server where it is decrypted and its content available for viewing in the first instance. Literally <laughs> reading the messages of criminals doing crimes as they happen. You love to see it. Back in my day, we had to break into their house when they were away at and church a wire. and break their phone apart, put a little thing inside of it, put it back together and sneak away before they got home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was a lot more fun, wasn't it? it Dressing was. up like TV repairmen yeah. or any other kind of situation like that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what was happening. Was Like, if, you, if you're a criminal and you're like, hey, we're about to do some crimes, uh, we have a b- big shipment of cocaine coming into the docks. Yeah. It's like, as that's happening, within moments, it's just being decrypted and been like, yeah. by the way, this is literally happening right now. You wouldn't use your normal personal phone for the, that kind of information because the government might be listening. They yeah. can get warrants and whatnot. you got to use the hardened, secure phone. And even better than that is it's like, it, it's not as if they were decrypting uh, messages from like, a massive amount of iPhones or Android things. Yeah. It's like, these phones are only doing crimes. Yeah, like any time you hear about the government doing this kind of surveillance, like there's always a question of... They're like, casting a wide okay, net. Okay, yeah, it's a wide net. Like you're just fucking... You're just surveilling everybody and you did manage to catch some criminals, but there are large privacy concerns otherwise. Yeah. With this, no such thing. The only people using these things are definitely doing crime. It's a crime phone. No one would ever <laughs> buy this fucking device yeah. unless they were trying to hide the fact they were doing a bunch of crimes. Exactly. So basically an IRL Trojan horse, except instead of opening an email attachment from what seems like a legit source, they're buying FBI listening devices from someone they think is trustworthy uh, who is selling them Encrypted cell phones. Encrypted cell phones. Yeah, and then using those phones to talk about crime stuff. Right into the FBI's ear. Yeah. Seems almost too simple to actually work, but it definitely worked. A- at least this time, because I think people are going to be a little more weary next time. Well, that's and that's part of their goals. They explain, they're just like, yeah, like this, this operation reached its like sort of logical conclusion, but now they know that any time they're using an encrypted device, they might not be using an encrypted device. They might be talking directly to us. Yeah. Uh, more from the document, though. The CHS has controlled the distribution of Anom devices in consultation with the FBI. Beginning in October 2018, the CHS began offering these devices to three former Phantom distributors with connections to criminal organizations, primarily in Australia. These three individuals, relying on their expertise from distributing Phantom and seeing a huge payday, agreed. For this initial beta test, AFP obtained a court order to legally monitor the Anom devices of the individuals in Australia or with a clear nexus to Australia. Approximately 50 devices were distributed as part of the beta test, and it was a success. Through the interception of these communications, the AFP penetrated two of the most sophisticated criminal networks in Australia. The AFP has shared generally with San Diego FBI the nature of conversations occurring over ANOM, which included drug trafficking activity, including discussing the transportation of hundreds of kilograms of narcotics, firearms purchases, and other illegal activity. Moreover, as the FBI saw with Phantom Secure, according to Australian law enforcement, 100% of ANOM users in the test phase used ANOM to engage in criminal activity. Intercepted conversations have also detailed a willingness among TCO members to provide these devices to senior members of organized crime groups who reside outside of Australia. Boss, trust me, you're going to want to use this phone. 
These are the best the buns. Best, the best. They never, the, the service, impeccable. I don't know what's going on. This new 5G, a lot of people, uh, you know, they're very worried about this 5G. Yeah. But boss, it never disconnects. You're going to want Anon. Yeah. You're going to want Anon. You know, you know, use the other, use the competition for your more low-level stuff. When you're ordering a hit, you're going to want to do it on Anon. Track phones, those are for low-life, everyday drug dealers mm. on the streets. Mm -mm. Mm. These phones are the untrack phone. Yeah. Untrackable. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like this beta test, it did take a little while to really spread, but gradually it became more and more adopted among criminals in Australia before eventually spreading internationally like a fucking virus. Yeah. Uh, this spread was helped along thanks to law enforcement taking down Amon's competition like uh, Sky Global and EncroChat in the ensuing years. So basically, how do we get more people to adopt our uh, <laughs> fucking... Surveillance phones. We'll just we'll take down the competition, so they have no other, no other choice. It's brilliant. Anyways, Damn FBI and their monopolies. Yeah. yeah. By the numbers, this strategy of simply selling the criminals the surveillance devices that will be used to prosecute them appears to have been wildly successful. Of the 12,000 Amon devices that were used in over 100 countries, users included members of 300 criminal syndicates, including Italian organized crime, outlaw motorcycle gangs, and international drug trafficking organizations. It has already led to more than 800 arrests, and authorities have seized over 32 tons of illegal drugs, 250 firearms, 55 luxury cars, and $148 million in currency. Jesus Christ. Now, a big reason for Operation Trojan Shield's success is that criminals felt safe enough using Amon to just speak freely without using that pesky coded language that criminals use to avoid self-incrimination. In the 27 million messages and 450,000 photos routed directly to law enforcement, not only did drug traffickers discuss what they were buying from and from whom and where it was being sent, they also frequently attached photographs of the drugs. <laughs> there they are. There they are. They look great, That's don't they? That's cocaine, by the way. Uh-huh. Lots of it. In several of the examples included in the document, shipments of cocaine from Central and South America to Europe that used pretty clever methods of concealing the drugs within otherwise legitimate shipments were easily intercepted at their destination. Law enforcement was also able to uh, much more easily identify seemingly legitimate businesses involved in aspects of the supply chains. Just mountains of insight into how these international criminal organizations work sent directly to law enforcement. It's almost like breaking into the Capitol and recording yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, some real self-incriminating shit. Mm. You'll love to see it. Well, at least, like, these criminals were under the impression that they weren't doing it. Yeah. yeah. Unlike the Capitol rioters. Uh, they, no, the president said it was okay. True. Anyway, here's some more from that document. The Trojan Shield investigation has unveiled how criminal organizations compartmentalize their activities with multiple brands of hardened encrypted devices. For example, some users assign different types of devices to different parts of a drug trafficking transaction. For example, I have seen conversations where Amon is used for the logistics of the drug shipments, but Cypher or Sky were used to coordinate the concealment of the illicit proceeds. This compartmentalization shows the interconnectivity of the encrypted communications device industry. The criminals who use hardened encrypted devices are constantly searching for the next secure device, and the distributors of these devices have enabled criminals impenetrable communications on these devices for years. A goal of the Trojan Shield investigation is to shake the confidence in this entire industry because the FBI is willing and able to enter this space and monitor messages. It's like if you opened an incognito tab and that woke your FBI agent up. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're about to do something oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Like, uh, at this, like I love this because not only do they have just all access to all the illegal shit they're doing, you we'd assume now they don't even have to bother trying to bug, like, their, uh, you know, home phone number, yeah. their cell phone. They don't need any of that. 
Why would they do crimes on those yeah, ones? Waste of time. Waste yeah. of time. You're going to hear a bunch of fucking boring chatter. Just we already got the phone we need. Somewhere in a sad closet at FBI headquarters is a bunch of cool uniforms that could have been used to sneak in mm-hmm. and bug things. Just I gathering all sorts dust. of disguises. TV yeah. repairman. There's a, there's a briefcase Table full guy. of mustaches uh, that is ca- yeah. gathering dust. Oh, and man. I actually really hate to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, to drive home what a massive international operation this was, here's the LA Times. Law enforcement agencies from Sweden to New Zealand attested to the effectiveness of the operation. Swedish police prevented a dozen planned killings and believed they had arrested several leading actors in criminal networks, according to a statement from Linda Staff, the head of Sweden's National Criminal Intelligence Unit. Finnish police said Tuesday that nearly 100 people had been detained and more than half a ton of drugs confiscated, along with dozens of guns and hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. In Germany, the general prosecutor's office in Frankfurt said that more than 70 people were arrested Monday. Drugs, cash, and weapons also were seized. Australian authorities said they arrested 224 people and seized more than four tons of drugs and $35 million. New Zealand police said they had arrested 35 people and seized drugs and assets worth millions of dollars. Now, in a perfect world, they would take the danger element of these drugs away and then just provide the drugs to the citizens. Yeah. Tested, of course, for yeah. all that nasty shit that's cut with, cut with constantly it. ending up in the, the cocaine these days. Yeah. Gotta be real careful out there, And kids. with all the ecstasies and... They're, they're mollywogs or whatever. Yeah. 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 But uh, we don't live in that world. Mm-hmm. And for now, they're just going to have to capture that shit and dump it in the ocean or whatever the fuck they do with it. I hope they're not dumping it they're in the partying. ocean. They're partying. Yeah. Interpol is on summer break. Yeah. Anyway, also, <laughs> there's another level to this. Uh, another level to what an absurdly effective honeypot this whole operation was. So despite the FBI being behind the curtain of Anom, all the actual work of promoting and selling Amon or Anom uh, beyond that initial beta test was handled by criminals who had no idea that they were literally working for the FBI. And a bunch of those people have now been charged with crimes as well. And they've been described by the FBI as criminal influencers. Hell yeah. <laughs> the worst kind of influencer. Uh-huh. Uh, these people are now, they're all over the world. And they're, they're in this very awkward position of um, not only being on the run from the law, but also likely being on the run from their own associates who probably are not very happy with them for uh, selling them the phones that uh, took down. You would imagine they their... would turn themselves in. Yeah. Because like, uh, life would be a lot easier behind bars than uh, continuously on the run from people who want to murder you yeah. violently. Yeah. Violently. Anyways, it's, uh, it's always a nice surprise hearing that your government's law enforcement is uh, not only doing its job, but also doing it in a highly effective and innovative way. And they did it with a bunch of their friends. Always love to see governments palling around together. Uh, What's even crazier is that Operation Trojan Shield wasn't the only major bombshell report that the U.S. government dropped in the past week. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the other one isn't nearly as exciting. None of us were expecting to hear this week that the FBI had put a major dent in global global organized crime. But uh, something we were expecting to hear about last week was UFOs. Instead of getting any sort of definitive official U.S. government info about UFOs, though, uh, we just got more shrugs. Like, yeah, we don't know what they are, but yeah. it's happening. Yeah. But we're not going to say but that it's aliens. We know as much as you do, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, so as you've noticed in the past few years, the topic of UFOs has come back into the mainstream in a big way, thanks to multiple videos taken from military aircraft showing unidentified objects moving in ways that seem impossible to explain. Uh, the military has even gone so far as to confirm that the videos are legitimate, and former defense officials and pilots have talked to journalists on the record about what they call unidentified aerial phenomena. 
Uh, back in January, when Congress was putting together the 2021 budget, one of the few things in it that lawmakers on all sides agreed <laughs> was a uh, six-month deadline for the U.S. intelligence agencies and Department of Defense to put together a report telling Congress what they know about these damn UFOs. And last week, Congress got their report. Uh, the redacted version for public consumption is still a few weeks away, but uh, it sure sounds like this report was a lot less enlightening than we'd hoped. Uh, here's from the New York Times. American intelligence officials have found no evidence that aerial phenomena witnessed by Navy pilots in recent years are alien spacecraft, but they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified scientists and the military, according to senior administration officials briefed on the findings of a highly anticipated government report. The report determines that a vast majority of the more than 120 incidents over the past two decades did not originate from any American military or other advanced U.S. government technology, the officials said. That determination would appear to eliminate the possibility that Navy pilots who reported seeing unexplained aircraft might have encountered programs the government meant to keep secret. But that is about the only conclusive finding in the classified intelligence report, the official said. And while a forthcoming unclassified version expected to be released to Congress by June 25th will present few other firm conclusions, senior officials briefed on the intelligence conceded that the very ambiguity of the findings meant the government could not definitively rule out theories that the phenomena observed by military pilots might be alien spacecraft. Ah, uh, I don't know. Look, is it suspicious that all the billionaires are trying to leave the planet? Maybe. You know, uh, Bezos is like yeah, going we're, up. We're going to talk about that. And Branson. Yeah. Really puts all... the pressure on Musk. I know. Because he's, he's... He, he sent a fake man into space. No, he's, he sent real humans into space. Yeah, but the only one anyone cared about is when he sent that dummy. He sent a dummy into space. Nah. Anyway, yeah. So basically, just more of the same. The same shit we've been hearing. You know, unidentified early phenomenon. Hey, guys, it definitely happens. We don't know what it is. It's definitely not us, though. It's definitely not weather balloons. It might be someone else's experimental technology, but we don't know, etc. I feel like if it was in other countries' experimental technology, they they would keep the lid on this a bit more. Yeah, I like this whole thing has made me more conspiratorial than I was before. Yeah, well, that's what I also think this is like. If we want to get into the conspiratorial, they wouldn't headspace. even be acknowledging this unless there was something in it for them. Tinfoil hat on. This is. Kind of a great distraction from the yes. realities that are yes. going on uh, yeah. here on the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, are the <laughs> intelligence agencies and the DOD telling the truth? I mean, there's a long history of defense and intelligence agencies in the U.S. lying, even when compelled by Congress to tell the truth. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, we're really no closer to understanding any of this than we were before. And, in fact, this does a lot to fuel the uh, very meta conspiracy theory that the government is only even humoring this UFO stuff to make people even more paranoid about China and Russia and also to just distract us yeah. away from other more relevant issues. Um, the last like, thing Kubrick did before he died was create a bunch of these videos. It's also like, I mean, the U.S. government has like... Kubrick's all, dead, right? Well, is he? Oh. No, he's definitely dead. But uh, I mean, the entire like 20th century, they had secret aircraft that took like 30 years to come out. Like, this is a fucking fact. Yeah. And like... If they presumably still have a whole bunch of top secret skunk work shit happening. And it's like, even if Congress says like, hey, do you have those things flying around on like the, the coasts over the water, uh, you know, doing high tech shit? No. Nope. For the future war? No. What are you talking about? Like they, they would Couldn't never tell me. us anyway, even even when compelled to do so, because that's just yeah. like how they fucking operate. But also they probably, you know, 
the U.S. government has so much funding for our military, but there could always be more. And if we're if if you get people even slightly scared that maybe like China and Russia have like fucking alien technology that they're going to use against us in World War Three, like that's uh, that's good for your bottom line. If you're in the what defense good is universal health care if we're just going to get bombed by these new technologically advanced drones? Yeah, yeah. So we better just take all the money that can be used for education and health care. And put it into the military like we have been doing. It's the same thing. What with, good is like, that education uh, and healthcare going to do you when you know the Russians come over? <laughs> it's the same thing with that fucking weird like Cuban embassy sonic weapon story, which like it's like you see it reported on a lot. All the sources are always people in the intelligence community. There's been zero. It's been like five years. There's been zero like conclusive evidence that there's anything to it at all. And you do kind of have to wonder, is like, are they just planting this story to make people paranoid about our yeah, enemies well, that, and whatnot? That Cuban story came out around the time where Trump was trying to reclose the borders to Cuba yeah. because Barack Obama had allowed uh, people to vacation there. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the truth is out there. But, yeah. uh we're not getting it anytime soon. I want to believe. Um, I mean, I am interested in reading the public version of the report when it comes out. But yeah, for now, whatever. Yeah. Trust no one. <laughs> Anyways, we've got more news for you coming up. But first, uh, this episode is sponsored by Mack Weldon. Kick your summer off in style with the brand that is reinventing men's basics. Mack Weldon, it's so much more than just underwear. Their full collection includes t-shirts, polos, button-ups, shorts, pants, swims, and so much more. With light and breathable fabric technology, Mack Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer long. From work to working out, happy hour to playing with your kids, hopefully not directly one into the <laughs> other, Mack Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes. We always talk about how comfortable Mack Weldon's sweatpants are, but it's summertime. And I said it last time, they didn't even ask us to talk about it. They're sweatshorts, I, went ahead, I got ahead of them. Yeah. I bought those things. They're great. Mm -hmm. And also, their active shorts are even better if you're actually trying to go outside and yeah. get loose, do Very some running, light. sports. Very light. They keep you cool and comfortable. Yeah. Dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. When you're not in the pool, Mack Weldon's new Maverick Tech Chino Short and Radius Short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe. They'll keep you comfortable so you can confidently power through your most active days. Mack Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach level 2 by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Stay cool this summer and look great doing it with all new collections of men's essentials from Mack Weldon. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com Newsday and enter the promo code Newsday. That is MacWeldon.com Newsday, promo code Newsday for 20% off. Mack Weldon, reinventing men's Basics. This episode is also sponsored by Caviar. Now, we've all been there. It's late. You worked all day. No energy left to cook. All you want is that perfect burger from the local grill or the homemade pasta dish from your local Italian place. Let Caviar take it from there. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Other apps might have national chains. Caviar keeps it local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. Caviar curates local options for every taste. Whether it's the perfect Reuben from the sandwich shop or the best Indian vegan curry, you always have options for whatever you want. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And just for our viewers, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you got to do is put in the offer code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at checkout. That is $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with offer code TECHNEWSDAY. Download the Caviar app and use offer code TECHNEWSDAY. All right, moving on uh, from space aliens to space humans, like I brought up before, uh, 
I don't believe it, but I guess it's true. Amazon's Jeff Bezos is going to space next month. He's going to space. It doesn't get talked about much due to Amazon already being such an absurdly large and wide-reaching company and SpaceX getting most of the private spaceflight buzz. But Jeff Bezos owns a company called Blue Origin that is basically his own SpaceX. And what better way to enjoy your retirement from Amazon than to launch yourself into space? It's the extreme version of Tom from MySpace. Yeah. Bye. See ya. My home planet needs me. <laughs> Has Elon launched himself into space? Nope. No, just a car with a mannequin. Boo. Big deal. Lame. Jeff Bezos is going to space. And he's bringing his brother with him. That is two Bezoses in space. Yeah. And zero, might be the reason behind the divorce. Two Bezos. I'm not going to space with you. Well, I guess we have to get divorced because by space law, you have to come. We need two Bezoses in space. At any time. Yeah. Because even if Elon goes, there'll be just one Musk. Even if Richard Branson goes, that's one Branson. Two I, Musks. Uh, you know, with this news, I am convinced that Elon is going to do the brave thing Step forward and make Grimes go. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. have a compromise for all the capitalists out there. Oh my fucking god! She. What if artificial uh, intelligence? Grimes is, is like just the perfect example of someone who is genuinely talented. Yeah. Who you just you you immediately wish you didn't know anything about them other than their artistic output. She had a great song. I like the one song. I saw her live at a festival. Yeah, she was so good. She was great. Yeah. Now, Elon but, was there, apparently. But now I can't not associate her with Elon Musk, and it sort of ruins the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and this is news to me. Turns out, just like how Elon Musk has a younger brother uh, that he includes in his adventures sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, so does Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Uh, so Kimball Musk, his thing, as we've discussed. <laughs> we've, we've talked about it before, yeah. His thing is uh, apparently like just dressing like a cowboy at all times. Hey, J.R., take me to the it, biggest steakhouse in Texas. Yeah, he's got the hat, the boots. Yeah. It's strange. Uh, Mark Bezos' thing is apparently just being a Chad version of Jeff. Does he have it's, a full head of hair? No, he's okay. bald, but like he's uh, he's like five inches taller. He's more muscular. He's got a better jawline, his chin. Like, but does he laugh as hard? I, I couldn't know. He looks like he keeps it together. He's, he's also like... He's more, I think, attractive on, like, a personal level. Like, he was a volunteer firefighter okay, for, like, 30 okay, years. Yeah. Like, he's got a, a better smile. Uh, he just, doesn't need to force the laugh. It's a natural, yeah. uh, very charming laugh. But you look at the two of them next to each other, and it's it's literally what you would get if some, like, 4chan incel, like, yeah. very subtly photoshopped Jeff Bezos to look like more of a hunk. Yeah. The difference between a virgin and a chad, it really is just a few millimeters of bone, guys. <laughs> well, uh, except now, because Jeff Bezos... Not a virgin. That man definitely fucks. We've seen the text messages. And he didn't even care. He was like, yeah, let the world know. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot off the most just like awkward, unarousing text messages to my side piece. And Who will she, then share them with her brother? Yeah. But we're still going to bang anyway. The man has no game. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, being the richest man on earth, it, it definitely has helps. Has his perks, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Jeff Bezos' yacht that needs another yacht to get to it. <laughs> I forgot no. about No, okay. Forgot. We're talking about the rocket this oh, time. Oh, the rocket. Yeah. So Jeff and Mark Bezos will be... The Bezos boys. The Bezos boys. Yeah, they'll be doing something that he, as well as Elon Musk and Richard Branson and all the other billionaires with rocket companies have been talking about for years. Commercial suborbital space flight. Blue Origin's new Shepard reusable rocket system launches with a crew capsule uh, up top at the tip. And once it reaches 100 kilometers up, the crew capsule separates. The rocket goes back down and lands itself. And the crew capsule spends a few minutes up there in weightlessness before, hopefully, safely, falling back to Earth with a parachute. That's funny. Like, I mean, obviously he's doing this 
because, you know, he's so confident in how safe it is that, like, he's willing to willing to risk the entire Bezos uh, lineage uh, doing it. Um, but it, it would be it would be darkly hilarious if in a video game we had like a Hindenburg situation happen and it just completely ruins the idea of commercial sub, space flight for, 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 for two decades. Just like just like the Hindenburg ruined uh, Zeppelins. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it doesn't. I happen. won't get within a mile of a dirigible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, like I, I don't believe that he's going to do it. I believe it's going to be a a uh, movie speed situation where they're going to fully record uh, like an hour of Bezos in the thing, pressing the buttons or whatever. It's gonna be another, and Bezos, another... Bezos is going to be there, like, how's it going up there? In the in like HQ, Rocket yeah. HQ. It'll be it'll be another uh, Stanley Kubrick, Apollo Eleven. Whoever's who's today's Stanley Kubrick? David Fincher. Yeah. Uh, hey, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> No, was like, why is there so many flares in this guy? They're thing? gonna have another space capsule out in the ocean, and Jeff Bezos and his brother are gonna be in there eat, eating caviar, mm-hmm. delivered using they, our they, using our these promo suckers. Cup. They, they and then fell for it. It's gonna the film's gonna go down. The other ones are just gonna sink. They're gonna cut the things, and then they're gonna put theirs up, and they're gonna be like, "Wow, they did it!" And he's yeah. gonna come out not a not a bead of sweat on him. Yeah. Yeah. These people think the earth is round. <laughs> Only I know it is beyond the ice yeah, the he ice wall. He comes out and he's like, by the way, it's flat. <laughs> I fucking saw it. Uh, anyway. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so the flight up there, it, you you spend 11 minutes total above the earth. Uh, yeah. But those 11 minutes will likely cost more money than you're willing to spend mm-hmm. or may even ever see across your entire lifetime. Uh, in fact, the third seat on this flight is up for auction, and bids are already over $4 million. What? I, really? And you get to sit with Jeff Bezos? Yeah. That's definitely an investment. I mean, it, it's going to go higher. He's it's the, the beds have doubled in like a day and a half. It's like the It's Always Sunny boat thing. Yeah. So you're it's on. The implication. He can't go anywhere. You got best, Bezos' ear for yeah. a good amount of time. Which, it's just you and Bezos and Bezos' brother. It's like, I, I want to watch the video the whole time because it should be like an extreme shark tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I got this idea for crushed up almonds. You, you never even see crushed up almonds like uh, this. Mark, Mark likes the idea. What about you, Jeff? <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Can we get an offer from Mr. Wonderful? Um, so, yeah, $4 million. And, it, it, you know, this is in like a month and a half. It'll probably be a lot higher than that by the time it yeah. happens. But uh, yeah. That's like an NFT. <laughs> the actual, I mean, it, bragging rights of being like the first person on the Blue Origin. With Jeff Bezos. Consumer flight. Yeah, it's. I can see how you might argue that it's worth it. But anyway, the actual flights, once they start happening, whenever that is, a year or so, I guess, will be cheaper, but still likely in the hundreds of thousands for yeah. 11 minutes above the earth. If but, uh, everyone that watched this video gave us like $500, we could put one of us next to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, one of us. <laughs> you could go. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> not Fuck me. that. I'm not being a test pilot for this shit. Yeah, no, no thanks. What am I going to tell Bezos? Hey, wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it be great if instead of this, you just, like, stopped all hunger in America? <laughs> hey, this is cool. You know what would be even cooler? Um, ending, you know, using your fucking trillions of dollars to yeah. just end a bunch of problems that you could easily solve. You know what would be a good that? prank? Uh, something like GoFundMe, except it all comes from you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, anyone, anytime someone, like, has cancer, they get treatment. Yeah. Bezos care. Yeah. And then you punch him in the face because yeah. you paid for it. Boom. And that one's for making people shit in their truck. Bezos, he hit his head on the way up. He yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. He said, give the money away. I don't know. Was any, Were you there? Yeah. It was just me and him. <laughs> Mark wasn't looking. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful? He had his eyes shut. He was driving a boat at the time. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, yeah, I, I mean, this shit. 
it's gonna it's about the most prohibitively expensive thing mm-hmm. you could ever do. But rich people have been begging for this for years, for the bragging rights, yeah, and and doing it for the gram. And it looks like Bezos is is gonna be the first to market. So. Uh, your move, Elon. You and Kimball go up. People are just going to be like, Bezos did it. Yeah. You got to do Elon, Kimball, and Grimes doing a uh, some sort of concert, uh, West, country western concert up in yep. space. Because that's the only music Kimball will listen to. If things had gone differently over the past couple of years, I could see right now the biggest news in America is that Bezos is going to space. You know who bought the other seat? Martin Scarelli. Da 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 da, ba ba, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sold that AIDS drug, made like a billion dollars, and was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to space with Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the the Wu Tang record. All and it's over like again. it's just a touring pharmaceuticals pitch the entire way. <laughs> Anyways, up next, uh, here's a saga, or here's an update to a saga that we'd forgotten about uh, on account of it seeming like the whole thing was already concluded, but apparently not. Remember last summer when then-President Donald J. Trump issued uh, executive orders banning TikTok and WeChat on the grounds that the Chinese-owned apps were a danger to national security? Well, like a lot of things Trump tried to do as president, this plan fell apart due to the president's lawyers being really bad at doing things that stood up to legal scrutiny. Or scrutiny and also, like, I think he just lost interest in it yeah. because he got bullied once or twice. Yeah, it didn't work immediately and yeah. he sort of forgot uh, a bunch of lawsuits did ensue. Uh, deadlines came and went. And at one point, it seemed like TikTok, or at least part of TikTok, was going to be sold to Oracle. But then that didn't happen. And then, and then Trump lost the election. So he had a lot of other things to worry about. Yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Anyway, current president, Joseph Robinette Biden, uh, didn't actually get around to actually like formally addressing Trump's executive order about this until this week when he signed his own executive order revoking Trump's bans on TikTok and WeChat. Uh, but this does not mean that either app is actually in the clear. There are plenty of actual legitimate concerns about these apps and how they might be used by the Chinese government for spying purposes. It's it's easy to like... It's make, just like the other phones we were talking about. I mean, it's easy to make fun of like Trump's executive order and how like broadly written it was and just like how hysterical it was. Yeah. But there are like, and have been for a long time, legitimate concerns about We made apps. this app and every citizen of America downloaded it and uses it to tell yeah. us how horny they are. Yeah, it's, it's a great honeypot. The, you know, the stuff you get from it, not exactly the most useful thing, yeah. but uh, a great profile of the uh, American teenager's mind. Yes. They're horny. They like three songs. They like the Oh No, Oh No song. Um, they and, like that now uh, they're, they're into the backyardigans. Yeah. And the, and the, and the into li- the thick of it. And the little <laughs> girl the from uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey singing that song about waking up in the morning, feeling like so many things. Um, yeah. But uh, so this new executive order, it could actually be even more trouble for those apps and those companies because it leaves the door open for continued scrutiny, but in a way that won't be just immediately shot down by a judge. Uh, Here's the verge. Over the last few days, the Biden administration has ramped up on action against China. The White House is sensitive about appearing soft on China policy compared to Trump, and action against the U.S. adversary has broadly seen bipartisan support. But in some ways, the Biden order could pose a more significant threat to TikTok and other apps with purported ties to the Chinese government. In contrast with Trump's sweeping bans, the Biden order creates a system for evaluating a slew of foreign-owned apps and recommending more intensive action. The Trump-era bans haven't held up because of ongoing court challenges, but this new process could provide new evidence to make it easier for future bans to take effect. Quote, this is the White House trying to come up with a clever solution that they believe is more defensible in court, Jason Waite, leader of Alston and Byrd's International Trade and Regulatory Group said. 
it still allows them to take the action, the ultimate action, if they want to. Yeah. So they're not in the clear yet. I got to give a uh, a rest in peace, a shout out, if you to will. To the monkey? I was just getting ready for bed. What's and that? I pulled out the phone. I said, let me, let me get in a few TikToks. And all of a sudden, I find out that a monkey I follow on TikTok died. Very, His name was George. Very cute monkey. And people would send him gifts from Amazon. Yeah. And he would open them up. Look. It's such an expressive face. I'm sure he would have preferred being in the jungle or whatever. Yeah. But he seemed like he had a pretty good life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real shame. It is. Uh, so rest in peace, George. R.I.P. George. Yeah. Uh, speaking of presidents, though. You don't hear from the previous one all that often nowadays mm-hmm. because he's banned on all the major social media networks due to uh, his failure to concede the election, which led to a mob of people storming the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> uh, for a little while, Trump did have a blog set up to basically let him tweet without using Twitter, but it seems that it didn't do as well as he'd hoped. And less than a month after launching, the blog just disappeared from the Internet without even a goodbye. Yeah. Anyway, all this old man wants is to be able to shout things online while he sits on the toilet and like have people shout back at him, but... You know, the Trump, the Trump blog, it was just no substitute for the real thing. It was yeah. just Trump shouting into the void. Not fun. Yeah. But is there any hope that Trump might be able to someday get his accounts back on any of the big websites that banned him? Well, possibly, yes. Over on Facebook, they make big decisions about stuff like Trump's ban via an independent oversight board that votes on it. And the oversight board recently decided that Trump's Facebook ban will, in fact, be temporary. Lasting two years, starting on the date of his initial uh, suspension, so January 7th, 2021, which means that as it stands, Donald Trump may be back on Facebook in January of 2023, just in time for the 2024 U.S. election. Here we go! Unless, of course, the Oversight Board decides to extend it, but uh, Trump could be back on social media before some of the better Marvel movies that are scheduled to be coming out. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Um, So, But yeah, they, they could still decide once the deadline comes like uh no no i think we're good things are going so well yeah but uh yeah if if trump does in fact get his facebook back it it still won't be like the old days unfortunately Uh, a big criticism of facebook over the past few years has been of their very hands-off approach to politicians who post shit that would get any normal user banned uh the oversight board has now decided that moving forward politicians will be subject to the same strike system as regular users, and the strike system will also be a lot less opaque. They'll let you know. You've got got a strike, buddy. No, no. No, no. No, no. no. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, And yeah, so I mean, this is a company that has almost single-handedly just like ruined billions of brains. Billions of boomer brains. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just one small step for man towards fixing the mess that they've made. At least it is a step, but like... Into the thick of it. You created this entire mess, Mark. Into the thick of it. See, I haven't seen anything with that one. No? No. Uh, apparently, so it's a, it's a song from this kid's show, Backyardigans. It's been around for, I don't know, 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. The voice actors from that show who were children at the time, they're on TikTok and they're like, it's crazy, this is getting popular again. Anyway, I uh, graduated college with a degree and I work at uh, Trader Joe's. Oh. I mean, commendable that they used their uh, child uh, star money to go to college, but uh, so far not working out for them. I will say, though, they're still young enough that, like, your life's not, there's a lot of hope left. You're going to be fine. I I didn't do shit until my mid-20s, at least. My voice started cracking, and I knew things, it was over. Yeah. (laughs) End of the the line, buddy. Look, if you're, like, worried about how things are going, and you're under the age of 30, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Also, if you're over the age of 30... Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. 
So it'll it'll work out. Stop work comparing out. yourself to others. But specifically, if you're one of the kids from the backyardigans, yeah, don't worry, things will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Use this to get your TikTok big. Anyway, that's our show, and yeah. I just realized this is the first Tech News Day in over a year that has included zero COVID nineteen news. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I might be wrong about that, but like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good. That's America's back. America is fucking back. And Biden keeps saying it. He's stealing my line. Yeah, true. Um, Anyways, yeah. it's about to get wild. Next Wednesday here in uh, LA. All over. Open the gates. Rip that mask off. Yeah. The Everyone who's not vaccinated, they're on their own. Everyone, everyone's going to be kissing each other in the mouth. Oh, everywhere. it's, it's, it's going to be a Orgies back. in the streets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just licking people's faces. It's going to be like Rome, ancient Rome. Caligula. If you're not fucking and you're not watching people beat themselves to death at a sporting event, then you're the one in the fight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. Watch our most recent episodes over here, including uh, some very important information about uh, a a very big missing YouTuber uh, (laughs) and and how not to poison people uh, and also the latest Weekly Weird News. Check those out and we'll see you very soon for News Dump. People hated that thumbnail. They were messaging. It is disturbing. They were messaging me saying, I made it. I'm like, buddy. I thought at first that that YouTube is going to. I almost changed it because I was like, disgusting. Yeah. It is gross. Anyways, bye. Bye.